Today, because it's a Sunday of the man born blind, I wanted to talk actually about uh, spiritual blindness. Spiritual blindness is a condition that when an individual is unable to see God or unable to understand His message, even though God is working all around us, pursuing us, showing us His glory, some people can't perceive His divine works. A person who doesn't see God, doesn't know God, and unfortunately they are, in that case, spiritually perishing. So to be spiritually blind can also be translated as sort of to be spiritually undiscerning. That's what St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians. He says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. This means that for a person who is spiritually blind, spiritual things are sort of meaningless. Those who are spiritually blind reject God's Word. They don't understand the truth of Scripture. It sounds like foolishness to them. In the Bible, St. Paul describes Satan as the cause of spiritual blindness. In, 1 Corinthians, he said, or in 2 Corinthians, he says, Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So Satan, who is the father of lies, aims to lead us as humans away from God's truth any way that he can. The Bible calls the devil an extraordinary evil, the cause of all temptations, the destroyer of flesh. And so he even attempts to blind believers, trying to trap them and cause them to distance themselves from God through temptation, through fear, through loneliness, through worry, through depression, through persecution. And it's easy for us, if we're not careful, to sort of succumb to the devil's schemes when we're separated from God, relying on ourselves. Usually when we speak about this Sunday, we talk about it as the Sunday of the man born blind. But I think it might be beneficial to look at it as the Sunday of the non-healing of the Jewish leaders who remained blind. The Bible is very interesting in the way that it approaches this idea of spiritual sight, of being open to spiritual truth. It also could be sort of sometimes misunderstood in the way it's presented. If you read a couple of verses from the Gospel of St. Matthew, our Lord Jesus Christ, He's speaking in the Gospel and He's explaining why He talks in parables. Today's Gospel reading is not a parable. Today's Gospel reading is an event, a true event that happened. But this parable that He's talking about in the book of St. Matthew, the Gospel of St. Matthew, He's explaining to the people, why do I speak in parables? He says, Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And then he goes on and he quotes Isaiah. It says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their ears and their eyes have been closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. So the Bible sometimes says it in such a way that says that God is the one closing their eyes. If you remember Pharaoh in the Old Testament, it says that God hardened his heart. But really, this is sort of a poetic way of saying that Pharaoh chose to harden his heart. And we're the same way. We have a choice whether to see the truth and have our blindness removed. We can choose to do that. So if we look at this gospel reading, we can think about maybe three causes of spiritual blindness. Again, if I want to have 
a fulfilling spiritual life, I have to do the things that are necessary for me to be open to His truth. So when I'm talking about spiritual sight, I have to make sure that it's important for me not to think that I see and actually be blind. So I can think about these three things that maybe can cause me to be spiritually blind. The first one in the Gospel reading that is presented today is ignorance. Ignorance can be an incredible cause of spiritual blindness. And maybe the greatest cause of spiritual blindness. If we don't open our minds, take the time to learn the truth, we're not going to learn by osmosis, especially in the society that we live in. In this society, at this particular time, if you want to understand something, you need to read, you need to study, you need to listen, you need to be open to teaching. So in the Gospel reading that we read today, in the second verse, in the third verse, it says, And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he has been born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, that the works of God should be revealed in him. So if you think about the question, the disciples saying, Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he's born blind? So in other words, they pose the question in a way that there's really only two ways to answer, either the man or his parents. And they're thinking to themselves, Obviously, if this man was born blind, somebody had to sin. But our Lord Jesus Christ is saying, you're not even asking the right question. You're starting with the wrong premise completely. You're ignorant right now of what I am, or why I am here in the first place. I'm not here to say this man sinned or his parents sinned. I'm here to do the works of God. So his blindness is an opportunity to show the mighty works of God. That he's able to remove the blindness of this man. So in our hearts, and in our minds, I think, unfortunately, sometimes we approach God and we approach church with preconceived notions. You know, really, I, maybe I don't really know much about the Bible. Maybe I should read it. I don't know much about the church. Maybe I should learn it. So I want to ask sort of a question for all of us today that we can answer for ourselves and our hearts. Do I really know the scriptures very well? And what does it mean to really know the scriptures? A related question to help me answer that would be to ask, are the scriptures a priority of something that I want to know? I should never put myself in a position where I say, okay, I, I know enough, or I think I know enough. I know enough about God, I know enough about the church. Let the people who are in charge of those things take care of those things. Sometimes this is our attitude. It's not a healthy one. I remember hearing a story about a, a priest. Uh, he was a sort of an older priest. And of course, he was reading the scriptures regularly as he's preparing sermons and for his own spiritual edification and things like that. Then as he got older, he got another priest in his church with him. And he began and sort of he was like stepping back from some of the things that he was doing and doing a lot less. But actually, this priest became started to read the Bible more and more and more than he ever did. And he would read for hours reading the Bible. And he always had his Bible with him. And one time somebody asked him, like, why all of a sudden now are you reading your Bible so much? And how come you're, you're, you're focusing on the Scriptures so much now? You're preparing less sermons, you have less responsibilities. Why are you doing that? And he said, I'm preparing for my final exam. I'm preparing for my final exam. We don't want to cram for our final exam. I think that we want to make the Scriptures, especially, first and foremost, a part of our lives as Orthodox Christians. If nothing else, at the very least, I can read the daily readings that the church provides for me in the calendar. And you know, you might say, well, you know, I'll read something and, and maybe I won't understand it. You know, at this point, it's enough to read, to begin to read. 
It's enough to get familiar with the scriptures. The understanding will come if I'm open to it, if I want to put time into it. But simply to read is maybe even the first most important step. So ignorance is a big cause of spiritual blindness. Another one that we see in the gospel today, verse 16, it says, Therefore some of the Pharisees said, This man, Jesus, is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such things? And there was a division among them. So the Pharisees said, He's not from God. The other people said, He's a sinner. One of the greatest causes of spiritual blindness, of our inability to see the truth, is simply and plainly cynicism. Of looking at everything with a sort of negative eye. You know, maybe we've been hurt in the past. Maybe we had a bad experience in church years ago. Maybe we had a servant or a priest that's treated us poorly. Maybe we think we know the intentions or the motives of the person in front of me. And we think we have them completely figured out. And we know that they're up to no good. And we've closed that part of our heart off. And therefore, we always keep the church, we always keep God as a, at a certain distance. This cynicism is a disease, is a poison. Because it's going to extinguish whatever light might be in our hearts, whatever trust we may have in the church and in God and in the leaders. That cynicism sort of poisons whatever goodness is really happening. And we can become blind to any goodness. So maybe we see everything with some cynical view and say, oh yeah, well, you know, this good thing happened, but did you hear about this bad thing that they also did? Maybe they did a little bit of good, but look at all these things that are going on that's not right. And we tend not only to look at maybe the church in that manner, but we look at everything in this manner. We become sort of negative and we become poisoned. And it moves just beyond the church. The spirit of cynicism can be with our spouses, our loved ones, our co-workers. It can be a, con a contributor to being spiritually blind to seeing any sort of good. So that cynicism, we have to be able to recognize those things in ourselves. We have to see that cynicism in our hearts or else we'll be never open to the truth, never open to the love of God and the light that God wants to give us, that He wants to pour His Holy Spirit into a clean vessel, into an open vessel. So we have to fight the cynicism, be positive, supportive, trusting, so that we can experience spiritual life that God wants us to experience. The final one that causes spiritual blindness. In the passage we said, Then he said to them, The man that was healed again, what did he do to you? How did Jesus open your eyes? And the man answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciple? Then they reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we do not know where he's from. So the third cause of spiritual blindness that might be sort of related to cynicism is hardness of heart. Maybe one can cause the other. But this hardness of heart, again, if we're unwilling, as God says, to replace our heart of stone with a heart of flesh, God will never be able to manifest His work in our lives. Because what is it that God wants to change in us? The heart, right? If you think about the heart in Orthodox terminology, in scriptural terminology, this, it, the heart is considered sort of the center of our being. It's who we are. When the Bible talks about the heart, it talks about who we are. Even when we talk, we say, he has a good heart, or he has a bad heart, or he has a hard heart. We're talking about he's a good person, or he's a bad person, 
or he makes things difficult. Why would we want to make things difficult for, or difficult for God to change in us? When we have this hardness of heart, when we hold on to whatever grudge that we may have, and we're unwilling to let this go, unwilling to soften our attitudes, to soften our lives, our spiritual blindness is going to stay. These are very important truths that we read in this gospel today. If we take time to look at it this way, it becomes more than just a story about healing. But it becomes about the principles of truth for what God wants to do in my life. God wants me to see the world and the person sitting next to me with new, bright, spiritual eyesight. But because of our ignorance, because of our cynicism, because of our hardness of heart, our spiritual sight is not good. We're not able to see the things the way God wants us to see them. And we might even say we're not able to see them as they actually really are. It doesn't mean we have to be naive, but it means we have to be open to the truth. So as we're going about our week, we should think about this gospel reading. Think about our relationship with God, our relationship with the church. How do I see it? Do I question everything? Do I cynically look at everything and say, well, that's never going to work? Or we did this before? Or it'll never happen? Or can we be open? Can we be positive? Can we be hopeful that goodness exists? That God really wants to change us? That He wants to forgive us? That He dies on a cross? He shows His power over sin and death by raising from the dead? And that we can continue to celebrate this today? God wants us to be very clear, very bright spiritual vision about Himself, about each other, about ourselves. So let's be open to that. Remove our ignorance, remove our cynicism, remove our heart of stone, the hardness that's in our heart. Remove this in whatever way possible. It's actually simply a matter of cooperating with the grace of God. A matter of asserting our will to decide to do this. If we do this, we can see the brightness of the resurrection. And if we do this, we'll be able to see the magnificent works that are happening in our lives and the lives of others. And glory to God forever and ever. Amen.